0: Welcome back to the Velocity Cast, everybody. As always, I appreciate all of you who tune in, listen, download, share our episodes. It helps a lot to get the word out. So uh, if you enjoy what you've listened to thus far, if you enjoy what you listened to today, I highly encourage you to share this podcast with somebody. You can also leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. All of that stuff helps us out. So please share this around to friends, family, anybody who you think would improve their lives from the message that we give week to week. So this week we're talking a little bit about networking and people and relationships and this is going to be part one of many because it's such an important topic, an important concept, and it's something that has directly affected my life in a number of ways there's a phrase that your network is your net worth. And while it's overused and abused in many different environments, there is a lot of validity to that statement in that who you know tends to be more important than what you know, because relationships get you in the door and get you opportunities that otherwise might elude you if you were just going at things by yourself. So think about the last time that You were pursuing an opportunity, whether it's a career or whatever else, chances are you tried to get some kind of warm introduction to that environment. So, let's say you're trying to get a job. It's way easier if somebody you know can vouch for you who's already working there. They can kind of slip your resume to the people who make the decisions versus just applying in a massive pool of people. So, warm intros like that become very helpful. And oftentimes those type of environments or those type of situations open doors for future opportunities that we might not otherwise have access to. The issue is a lot of people go about networking the wrong way. So if you simply reach out to people wanting something every time, that behavior becomes incredibly obvious. Uh, I have this experience actually on Twitter all the time I do not have a large Twitter following, at least not yet and not by comparison to really anyone else. But I get so many direct messages of people who want to sell me services and the script is so obvious and the sequence of messaging is exactly the same and nobody is creative and nobody provides value. They basically just reach out like, oh, hey, what are you doing on Twitter? Do you want to grow your audience? Well, let me tell you, I have this service, yada, yada. It almost always gets instantly deleted because it's so clear and obvious what they're trying to do. So if you're networking with the end goal of getting something from that person, there are some ways that you can go about that that are mutually beneficial and that will get your messages read. And there's also little things that you can do to foster professional relationships in such a way that those people are going to be more likely to do favors for you down the road. Now, I'm not saying that you should go into every professional relationship with a transactional mindset. That's not what this is about. But if you help people in your circle Eventually, you will likely need help and those people can turn around and help you. So it's, it's about creating this symbiotic relationship with your network, with your community, with your relationships, so that when you inevitably need somebody to help with something, they are more likely to step up and do that for you. I've built most of my career off of relationships with people who I've met, uh, working in a gym, for many, many years gave me access to a lot of people in a lot of industries and a lot of people who were very powerful in those industries. And by kind of doing a little bit more than was asked and helping those people out along the way, they were always willing and ready to help even in little ways when things popped up that I needed. And so it's important to understand that life is a people business, right? Life life is and luck is created by your network and so learning how to foster that network is incredibly important so the first thing i'll say is you know networking should always be based in providing value to the person you're trying to network with so you know, if you're just going to events and mingling and meeting or whatever, phase one is figuring out who it is that you want to develop a relationship with. So that's why things like conferences exist or, you know, mixers exist, these little social gatherings that that happen in the workplace, because you need to meet a lot of people to understand who you want to develop a further relationship with you know if you meet somebody in a completely different career and and you guys don't have interests that align or you don't really cross paths or whatever you can obviously maintain a friendship with that person but if we're talking from a professional standpoint that relationship may not be as valuable as somebody who works in a relevant field or knows a lot of the same people you do so the first step of networking is as you're meeting people figure out what circle you want to be in. So if you're early on in your career, figure out who you want to surround yourself with. Who are the type of people that is valuable for you to know? What rooms do you want to be in? What rooms do you want to gain access to? Right? I've I I'm, I'm not the only one who's done this, but I've referenced Jim Rohn a million times. He's an old motivational speaker, but he talks about, you know, we are the the sum of the people we spend the most time with. So your inner circle or the people that you're spending time communicating with and interacting with, that will ultimately determine your likelihood of success. So it's important to understand what room you want to be in, what circles you want to be talking to. And so that's, that's really phase one of networking. Now, phase two is where things tend to go wrong. So if you're reaching out to somebody or you're following up, right? This is actually a really critical phase is following up. So if you meet somebody interesting at a party or a a convention or an event or whatever it is, and you strike up a conversation with that person and you realize that you have mutual interests or, you know, mutual needs, follow up with that person. If they give you a business card or you give them a business card or you exchange contact info or whatever it is, follow up with that individual as soon as you can the next week, right? there are so many instances and stories of business deals never materializing things falling apart contracts not coming through because of lack of follow-up or lack of follow-through every time you do not follow up with somebody you've met is a potential lost opportunity and when you follow up there's two things that can help develop that relationship one is small details or referencing small details. So doing a little bit of research goes a long way, understanding something about that person or referencing something specific that you talked about because as humans, we are very perceptive to cookie cutter messages or, you know, mass email blasts. We can always tell when we're receiving a genuine Outreach or genuine message from somebody versus something that's been generated by you know some type of software some CRM software Right, you can almost always tell when a message hits your inbox and it's personal so including those little details help You know prevent you from setting off that human bullshit detector uh, That makes somebody think you're just sending them a generic message thing number two is always lead with value How can you provide value to this individual? And it doesn't matter what the power dynamics are. It doesn't matter if this person is more advanced than you or below you or whatever. Point being, help them in some way. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It can be something as simple as sharing a relevant or useful piece of information that you've come across that you think would help that person. So, you know, when it came to building my career in fitness early on, a lot of times it was me sending, uh, for example, a a very specific example of this is I booked a, a phone call with a venture capitalist just to kind of get to know each other, talk a little bit more, follow up on a conversation we had. And what I did when we got off that call, because we had talked a little bit about fitness and, and he had you know brought up some exercise stuff that he'd tried in the past. And so the first thing that I did was when we got off the call and I sent a follow-up to this individual, I linked to a handful of exercises that I thought would be helpful for him and that would be doable in his home office because he had a couple kettlebells and stuff. And I said, hey, if you incorporate these uh, and sent some video links to them and kind of a rough description of reps and all that. I said, if you incorporate these in your week, I think you'll find that you feel a lot better. And then I followed up after that a little bit later on just to check in and see how they'd been going and how those exercises had been treating him. And and he you know responded very thankfully or, or very grateful rather that you know they had made a big difference and he was feeling better and some of the issues he was having was going away, all that stuff. So that's a very simple instance where I leveraged my experience and expertise. I took just a little bit of time to craft a personal message and said, hey, try incorporating this stuff based on what we talked about. And then I just followed back up down the road to see how that stuff was going. All in, that took maybe 10 minutes of cumulative effort, but this individual will remember that the next time that I reach out and have a question. I've now provided something valuable to this person. I've helped this person. And so if I have a question or if I need something or if I want a a connection or a referral, I can reach out to this individual and they're going to be more likely to help me because I provided value without asking for anything in return. Transactional relationships are very obvious. And, you know, I, I, I said that we're very perceptive as human beings. The same is true for transactional situations. So if somebody is reaching out to you strictly because they want something, you will almost always pick up on that right away. It's typically very obvious. Uh, I'm sure you know some of these people. I have people in my life who, when I get the, hey, what's up, text from them, I know that the next message, as soon as I respond, is going to be them asking for something, and I'm not going to hear from this individual again until they need something in the future. Now, most of these individuals have never provided any value to me, have not helped me with anything, have not done anything to benefit my life. And so I almost always kind of like roll my eyes and ignore their message because I know that it's not going to be particularly helpful for me to interact with this person. Now, that being said, if somebody does provide value and kind of helps out or, or there's this mutual relationship, I really don't care as much or mind as much if they reach out to me needing something because I know that there's a mutually beneficial situation there. I know that we're helping each other out. And so leading with value is a great way to separate yourself. Now, an extension of that is value does not need to be anything major. It doesn't need to be anything super helpful Small gestures and small details go an incredibly long way in people remembering you and people wanting to help you in the future. For example, taking the time to learn something specific about somebody and doing something small related to that thing is an incredible way to set yourself apart if you were trying to pursue a new job or a new career, or you're trying to get into a new network or whatever it is. So let's take an example. I remember uh, working a film job one time. We were just doing some corporate interviews, but the person we were interviewing was a C-suite executive at some biotech company and was a huge basketball fan. They were a huge Golden State Warriors fan. They had some, you know, jerseys, um, from various championships that they had won signed by players. They had a lot of memorabilia. And these were things that this individual proudly displayed in their office. So in a situation like that, what I would tell somebody is that's a very clear point of passion for this individual. That's something that they clearly like and enjoy and and probably talk about. And so sending something, some small piece of memorabilia that shows that you are aware of those passions and that you are trying to personalize something for that individual can likely get you a foot in the door if you needed something from that company if you were interviewing to work at that company whatever right sending this individual some golden state memorabilia something signed by a player or whatever you know anything small or even if it's just an article or a book about that team or something sending something like that taking the time to Both A, learn about what they're passionate about and then B, do something personal for them related to that thing is a great way to get yourself remembered for a positive reason. So when you're trying to network and connect and build your relationships, look at small things like that that you can do that are personal for that individual because at the end of the day, we are all human beings. Human beings thrive on that personal connection. On details we love it when people remember small details about us because it makes us feel like we matter and we can get into the psychology of all this stuff and and, you know go down the rabbit hole as deep as you'd like but human psychology and human needs require us to feel like we're part of the group like we are accepted like we are cared for like we are remembered these type of small gestures are a very easy way to make people feel that way without a ton of effort on your part another example that I like is you know this happens infrequently but when it does it stands out when is the last time that somebody brought you your favorite coffee unprovoked or without asking them to do so right somebody shows up they say hey I got this for you whatever it's such a small gesture and in the grand scheme of things it's a very inexpensive way to make a very positive impact on somebody's day and somebody's life. It might even change somebody's week, right? Those small gestures go so far in making us feel special. And you can completely turn around somebody's stressful day by showing up with a coffee that they like and being like, hey, I got this for you. I know you like this spot. And just just doing that without asking for anything. So what I would encourage you to do as phase three, if you will, of your networking is with relationships that you care about or that you're trying to cultivate, look for those small details. Look for those small things that you can do because they're, they tend to be very low effort on your part and very high leverage. As far as strengthening that relationship, those little details always go a long way and always make people remember you. And they remember you for a good reason, which is important, right? Those situations and those gestures make it far more likely that in the future people will go out of their way to help you or they'll go out of their way to do a favor for you because they remember that time that you did something for them i have to take a step back and reiterate that i do not view relationships or networks as purely transactional like oh i do this for you you do this for me what i'm talking about here is just human nature it is human nature for us to remember those type of gestures and it makes us feel special when people do those things for us. It's also unavoidable that these type of relationships have a large impact on your life. And so trying to pretend that this game doesn't exist or that people don't think about these things would be silly of me to, to kind of avoid this topic, right? Because even if you don't like thinking about things in this way, That's just how the world works. And it's kind of the whole reason that sales gets a bad reputation. If sales are done well, you are selling people something that they need and then they're paying you for it, which is a fair transaction for helping them, right? So sales is not about deceiving people. If you're selling effectively, you are selling people something that they need or that they're looking for, anyways. And they're paying you a fair market value for that good or service. That is the crux of human interaction and relationships. Humans have been trading goods and services, you know, since the dawn of mankind. And uh, a book that I've recommended in the past, and I'll link it in the show notes, uh, "The Rational Optimist," talks about a, a initial human trade and how. That started how we started trading with other people for goods and services. And if you want a, a deeper dive into how all of that stuff happened, the book Sapiens is also incredible at, at really dissecting all of human history and how those relationships built and developed. But the point is, it would be naive for me to ignore the fact that these type of relationships are a critical part of life. And so don't think of this as like, a, oh, I feel weird because I'm trying to do favors for people in the hopes that they'll help me down the road. That's just how relationships are developed. That's how all of our friendships are developed. We just don't necessarily think of it in those terms. If you think about your closest friends, if they ever needed something from you or they ever needed help, they could call you and you would be there immediately. And on the same token, when we go through our hardest times in life, we can count on our closest friends to be there to support us. So our most genuine relationships still have fundamentally the same makeup and the same composition. We just think of them in different ways. So moving on from that, those little things go a long way and those little details are important. But one of the most important ways that you can set yourself apart. And this is actually so important that I'm going to do an entire another podcast episode about this specifically because I broke this up into two separate newsletters. Going above and beyond is one of the most effective ways for you to effectively network. So to take it back to my personal experience and my career in the gym, The reason that I was able to build such a strong network over the years is because I took every opportunity that I could to genuinely help people. Now, a lot of the time, that meant that maybe I was staying a little bit late after I coached a class, or maybe I was doing a little bit more work than I got paid for. Maybe I spent a little bit more time researching and emailing people things that I thought would be helpful to them. And I did this because I genuinely got into the coaching field to make people better, to help people improve their lives. And so for me, these little extra tidbits were effective uses of my time because it was helping me accomplish that mission. And I still feel that way and still believe that. The added benefit to that is people notice when you do those things. I I had one member who's a good friend of mine in particular or has become a good friend of mine comment on my responsiveness and my willingness to send helpful things to him in email. You know he would email a question uh, sometimes based on something that popped up in class or general fitness question or whatever um, or he would you know needed help getting into a class little stupid things but anytime I saw his message come through. I would always do my best to respond in a timely fashion and and help as much as I could. And this was a powerful individual in the corporate world here in the city of Boston. And on a number of occasions he specifically emailed my superiors, the owner of the gym and my managers separately to tell them just how helpful that I was and how much he appreciated my responsiveness and my willingness to go out of my way to help him. Now, this is an individual where he has also privately messaged me and said that if there's anything I ever need, if I'm ever, you know, in town where he lives now to let him know all these things. And so this is a person who I can rely on if I ever need something in the future. Now, I've made friends with people in a various different fields. I've, i made friends with uh, several lawyers who have ha- helped me with legal advice when I ran into certain situations over the years with you know, uh, with real estate, with rents, with moving, with career stuff. And these are people who helped me and went out of their way to answer my questions because I had spent time over the years helping them and going above and beyond. There's a fine line here, which I need to define because I am bad at at this. I'm bad at setting boundaries sometimes. Going above and beyond does not mean that you just are at everyone else's beck and call and you do not prioritize yourself. So it also doesn't mean that you do things that you don't get paid for consistently without making it known what you're doing. So if an employer is taking advantage of you and your services and they are not adequately paying you for those things, if a manager is asking you to do something and you're not being compensated for it, you eventually need to speak up. I'm not referring to that. What I'm referring to is taking your own initiative to help solve people's problems, to do just a little bit more than is expected of you in order to differentiate yourself. There is a fine line because in this instance, you are making it known that you are helpful and useful, which oftentimes will lead to other opportunities, promotions, etc. What I'm not saying is that you should just let your bosses boss you around, take advantage of you and not compensate you for that work. So there's a difference. What it's also important to understand is that you need to be mindful of your energy levels and your, you know, emotional ability to deal with things. It's very easy to overload your plate and become a people pleaser. And that's definitely an area that I've found myself in before. But what I realized was important for me to do was say yes to the people who you know, helped me recharge or made me feel good or people who were genuinely helpful and say no to the people who were just looking for assistance without reciprocating people who were energy draining people who are negative. So you need to find out for yourself where that line is and how to kind of separate out the people that you're helping into different categories so that you can figure out who is worth, you know, spending that little extra time on and who isn't. And so in summary, right, if we're talking about effective networking, building relationships, I do genuinely believe that who you know in life is the most important metric over everything, over your innate ability, over your talents that you've acquired, over your skill set, over your education. Uh, Who you know is so much more important than what you're able to do because the people you know will give you the opportunities. And most of the time, anything important that you're doing in life career-wise or otherwise, you're probably going to spend, you're going to learn most of rather what you need to do that thing on the job or while doing the thing. So education kind of gets us the baseline, but a lot of this stuff, you know, career opportunities or whatever, you're learning on the job anyways. So if you want to network effectively, focus on providing value, developing those initial relationships. From there, try to find the little things that you can do to benefit these individuals, the little gestures, the human gestures, because those things will be memorable. And then lastly, the most important thing, and we will dive into this head first next week, is do more than is asked of you. Go above and beyond. Set boundaries, which is very critical in anything, but do a little bit more than is expected of you, and you will always stand out from the crowd. So, as always, if you have questions, you can reach me Justin at on Twitter or Instagram at trainedright, and I will put a couple of those links in the show notes for the books that I mentioned. But until next time, have a great weekend.